Hey guys, this is Malka Asad and welcome to the Residency Match Podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about the SOAP, which is the Supplemental Offer and Acceptance Program. Uh, it's a program by the NRMP for those who were not fortunate to match through the regular match process. In this episode, I will be talking about some tips that applicants can use to optimize their chances of matching through the SOAP, how does the SOAP process work, and the general outline of the rounds of the SOAP and the eligibility criteria. So let's get started. I know that it might be difficult to think about not matching and having this negative feeling before match day or Monday, but it's always best to be prepared and have everything ready in case somebody was not fortunate to match on match day. So there are several documents that applicants can prepare and optimize before uh, match day, which are the letters of recommendation, personal statement, and general preparations for interview questions in case they needed to go through the SOAP. And let's start with the letters of recommendation. Since most applicants, when they submit their applications, they submit their letters of recommendations, and programs generally uh, download these applications and don't check if the applicant had extra letters of recommendation or um, people that they worked with recently, but they did not include in the first application. So let's say an applicant submitted their ERAS application in September, and they had to work with somebody in the field that they're applying to in October, November, December. In this case, the applicant did not include a letter of recommendation from this person because at the time of the application, that physician did not know the applicant well enough to write them a letter of recommendation. But uh, by match day, which is gonna be in March, that is more than enough time for that mentor to know the applicant, support them, and write them a good letter of recommendation. Many applicants, when they apply, they lack letters from people within the specialty. So they might have letters of recommendation from uh, somebody else. Let's say they're applying for orthopedic surgery and they don't have a strong orthopedic surgery department in their institution so they use letters of recommendation from internal medicine general surgery and that is a negative point when you're applying especially for competitive specialties also international medical graduates with covid and the lack of clinical experience uh, most applicants did not have the chance to get letters of recommendations from people inside the united states they had to rely on letters of recommendation from their home country or maybe they used one from the US, two or three from outside the US. So this is a good chance if during these months from September or October till March, you had the chance to work with someone within the specialty, someone uh, from the United States, somebody with an uh, academic affiliation rather than just a private practice or community hospital. That's a good opportunity for you to optimize your CV. So in this case, reach out to your mentors, Uh, let them prepare a document for you and in case you were not fortunate to match on Monday they can upload that document or even better if they can upload that document now because as you'll see when I talk about the process and how it works it's very fast and there is not much time for people to write letters of recommendation after you know because it's a matter of hours so I highly recommend uh, reaching out to mentors now 
let them write these papers for you, uh, upload it on the ERAS website even before you know if you match or not. If you're not sure uh, about your chances, one way of looking at this is just an estimate, it's nothing is guaranteed. Some people might match with one interview, some people with 20 interviews they might not match. But in general sense you can get from looking at the NRMP data of uh, the mean number of interviews that applicants who match into a specialty got compared to those who did not match. For example, let's say this is just an example, in internal medicine uh, the mean number of interviews that applicant who matched was around 10 while those who did not match received five interviews. So if you receive 10, you're probably more likely to match compared to those who received five. So this can give you an idea of where you stand to start preparing all these documents, letters of recommendation, reaching out to mentors to start preparing for this process. The second important document, which is the personal statement. Since personal statement can tell who you are, this is a good way for you to convey to program directors what you've been doing from uh, September or October till now. If you've done more research, some uh, clinical experience, you can. this is something that you can add on your, on your personal statement and update that in your ERAS application. And finally, prepare yourself mentally first because as I said, the process occurs very fast and sometimes we need more time to process what's happening and we will not have that time in this whole process. So start preparing yourself mentally, prepare yourself the questions that you might be asked during the interviews uh, for the SOAP. Some questions like, what would you do if you did not match through the SOAP? And I'll address this question at the end of this episode. What would you, why, did, why do you think you did not match? What specialties did you apply to? Why are you interested in this specialty? Uh, in addition to the common interview questions that you probably have encountered during the first interview process, which is, tell me about yourself, uh, why you're interested in this program, why you're interested in this specialty, your weaknesses. Your weaknesses is going to be an important discussion during uh, this type of interviews because program directors, especially that you did not match, they want to know probably why or what weaknesses prevented you from uh, matching into in this specialty. Be careful when you address these these questions. Don't say I don't have any any weakness. It was an unfair process. Try to understand what your real weaknesses are. What prevented you from matching, and try to address that in the questions uh, and in your answers to program directors. Now, after you prepared your letters of recommendation, your new personal statement, uh, after you prepared yourself mentally and prepared questions for your potential interview, I want to talk about uh, the eligibility criteria. You can find this information online on the NRMP website, but I just wanted to give you a brief overview of how this process works. First, the eligibility criteria is very simple. If you registered for the match through the NRMP, if you were verified to participate in the match, you'll also be eligible to participate in the SOAP. And you have to be unmatched or partially unmatched on Monday of match week. Partially unmatched means for those who have a preliminary and advanced specialty, they might be matched through one but not the other. So this is the, what this means. If you're matched, you will not have access to the SOAP programs and you'll be celebrating on that day. One thing I forgot to mention is your personal information. Since your personal information, which is your email, your phone, is the way that program directors will contact you, Make sure that these are updated. Maybe your 
address or your phone number changed from October or September till March. So make sure that these information are accurate and this is the way for program directors to reach out to you. There is no extra fee for participating in the match if you already paid the match fees. But for those who did not apply to any program and they are SOAP eligible, they have to pay an extra fee. Now let's go through the process and some of the rules of the SOAP. On Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, which is going to be March of 15th of the year 2021, applicants will have access to the list of programs that were unfilled. By that time, they still cannot apply to these programs. They can just see these programs, what are the programs that did not fill their positions through the match process, and they can start having a look at them. However, only people who did not match or, as I said, partially unmatched will have access to that list. Applicants who matched will not have access to this list. And applicants who have access to this list cannot share these information on any website or share it with their friends. Only the applicant can access this list and uh, violating of this rule is a match violation. So applicants have to be careful not to share the list of programs on forums or Facebook pages. Each applicant can apply for a total of 45 programs. So through the whole SOAP process, you can only apply to 45 programs. You can still apply to programs that you apply through the match uh, or new programs, but the total has to be 45. Applicants have to wait programs to contact them. Applicants cannot reach the programs. This is one of the mistakes that applicants make. Applicants are not allowed to reach to programs. So be careful about these uh, SOAP rules. So again, on Monday of match day at 11 a.m., applicants will have access to the programs that did not fill their position during the regular match process. At uh, 12 p.m. at noon, the applicants can start applying to these programs. At 3 p.m., the programs can start reviewing these applications and contact applicants they're interested in. On Wednesday, which is two days after the match day, at noon, the first SOAP round starts. In this situation, applicants who receive offers have two options, either to accept that offer or reject that offer. If they're rejecting the offer, probably applicants are interested in other programs, but applicants have to be careful here. Most applicants who match through the SOAP match through the first round. So your chances will decrease with the second, third, and fourth round. So be very careful when you reject an offer through the first round. As you realize here, the time is very limited. You get access to these programs at 11 a.m. You can start applying at 12 p.m. At 3 p.m., which is three hours afterwards, programs can start contacting you. So you have to be fully prepared to answer a program director call four hours after the match result. So that's why I'm, I'm saying that it might be a good idea for you to start thinking about your answers about all these documents because the time is limited and uh, this process goes very fast. And this process repeats itself for a second, third and fourth round. Now I want to talk about if an applicant did not have the chance to match through the SOAP, what options do they have? The first option is matching after the SOAP because not all programs fill their positions through the SOAP and the NRMP will release the 
the programs that did not fill their positions through this process on their website and applicants can at this point the applicants can reach out to programs so after the SOAP process applicants can reach out to programs and ask if they have any position open however this could not happen through the SOAP process uh, one idea here is that sometimes even if a position was filled through the match the applicant might not be able to come uh, or the applicant change their mind and pursue another specialty so a position might open after the match be careful about where these uh, positions uh, get posted each specialty has a website or a society or a way of informing people of an empty position so just be aware of these websites these platforms so you know whenever a position opens up another uh, pathway that you can pursue is applying for research uh, if you're uh, from outside the US you can go back to your home country or if you're in your home country you can still practice or do something related to medicine and apply next year identify the gaps in your application that prevented you from matching and I feel that this is the most helpful way for you to optimize your chances of matching in the next cycle sometimes we think that certain aspects of our application are the weak points while something else is so talk to people talk to mentors people who matched let them review your application uh, people who are experts have been working with students with applicants so you get a better idea of the real reasons that prevented you from matching so in case you did not match through the SOAP process you can either wait for empty positions that were not filled through the SOAP positions that opened up because a resident dropped out or they were not able to come because of a visa issue or you can pursue a research position a clinical position and apply with a better CV in the next cycle well that brings us to the end of this episode today I hope it was informative about this process I know that the SOAP process is a tedious one it's not an easy one to go hours after you know that you did not match so that's why preparation is a key to success in this process prepare your letters of recommendation if you had any new exposure to mentors prepare your personal statement prepare the questions that you might be asked during this process know about the programs I know it's a very limited amount of time for you to read about all these programs but this is how the process works and I hope everybody uh, makes it uh, to residency program on Friday good luck everyone if you found any value in this episode please consider subscribing hitting the five star review and tell your friends about it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Malka Asad or my Facebook page, Malka Asad MD. Again, good luck everyone. This was Malka Asad with the Residency Match Podcast. Peace.